1: Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week, I want to talk to you about something that I think should matter to each and every one of us men's mental health. Each and every one of you listening has a man in your life that you care about. You might be a man or a woman listening, but this topic is for everyone. Indeed, a world where we have better mental health for men is a better world to live in. This week, I'm joined by Neil Smith, who's the CEO and founder of Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E, which means resilience. I sat down with Neil about a year ago, and he asked me to get involved in this project. He brought together an incredible team of experts from academia, from tech, people like Bear Grylls, who's probably one of the most famous adventurers on the planet. People like Paul McKenna, who you'll have heard of, breathwork coaches and so on. And he had a singular vision to improve men's mental fitness in this country, in America and around the world. I was captivated by Neil's story and his experience. And I felt that I not only had to get involved and help build this app, but I wanted to invest my money in it too. I believe that this app can make a difference. And what you're going to hear is Neil's story, genuinely. He's one of the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life. Across three parts, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity, why does it exist, and how do we fix it. We're going to talk about why men's mental health is different to women's mental health, and what we can do about it. And third of all, is science and tech the answer to this problem? This is going to be an amazing conversation. I'm excited for you to hear it. Neil, welcome to the Stompcast. I'm glad to finally have you on here. I'm excited for everyone to, to meet you. You are, can I say, a real character? <laughs> You're a real character. How, oh, are, you? how are you? how What is a sir? real character then? I think a real character is someone that's, well, in your case, that brings an incredible amount of light, passion, joy, energy, vision, uh, and a good smidgen of humor on it as well <laughs> i think you've got something you've got that you know people say that's something it's used in tv a lot i think isn't it which we'll come on to but yeah. that's something you really have it because we we spoke first of all in the very modern way over, over like a zoom or something <laughs> like, first that's right. of all yeah. uh, and we met over zoom because basically i was told by um uh by our mutual friend in television that's right. um, who uh asked me to do naked education uh, the tv show and said i've got this amazing chap who used to run betty a production company and he's he's done all sorts of things in tv he's a real you know he's done everything right and uh, he's working on something in mental health he wants to talk to you I said, oh, okay well, well that's interesting if you know if this if said person says this is a good person then that's a good enough thing for me and we spoke and I, within the first conversation i was like this guy's amazing and i don't say that lightly i think you've got a r- incredible amount of passion and I think you have an incredible vision. And what I'm excited to kind of talk with you about in the next three, across the next three parts, is how we've ended up creating METAL, which of course is the mental fitness app for men, but also really delving into some of the key issues that we're facing as men Mm. in this modern world. And in the first part, we're gonna talk a bit about we're gonna come on to toxic masculinity and whether it's, is it toxic masculinity? Is it misplaced masculinity? What do we need to do? In the second part, we're gonna have a little think about why men's mental health and therefore mental fitness is different to women's. We need to approach it differently. And third part, is tech the answer? But first, let's start, as all good conversations do on good journeys, let's start from the start. How did you end up being interested in doing this? From television to tech, mm. what's happened?
2: Yeah, well, so that's, thank you for the very flattering. Uh, Truthful, actually, <laughs> introduction. Uh, intro, Alex. And I think that, you know, the reason that I seem passionate about what I'm doing and the reason people are able to communicate uh, ideas really well when they're passionate about something is, you know, because you believe in something and I really believe in this. so. As you say, my background is television, so I'm a TV producer by trade. I've sort of worked my way up uh, as a creative uh, and to become creative director of a company called Betty, then managing director, joint managing director, and then ended up uh, running a company for Fremantle uh, called Boundless, which oversees shows. So we had shows like The Apprentice and Grand Designs and Escape to the Country, Great Railway Journeys. But I guess a few years ago, having reached effectively you know, fairly near the top of that profession, I realized that for want of a much less cheesy phrase, I wanted to kind of give something back. And I really don't like that phrase particularly. But you know, it was something that I couldn't resist. It was sort of burning in me. So my kind of passion outside of work has always been, again, for want of a better word, wellness or well being, you know, so I'm somebody who's been into meditation since I was 12 years old which obviously is pretty young and the reason for that is I was born with a nervous system condition called benign intention tremor which makes you shake and so by the time I was 12 years old I couldn't really get a teaspoon of sugar into mm. a cup of tea which was both annoying and embarrassing yeah and tough yeah and like it's funny because like I had my 50th birthday the uh, recently and I had mates from school there I hadn't seen in a long time and they still referred to that you know kind of me you know Mm. shaking anyway my uncle has has the disease as well the condition I should say and uh no cure for it but he kind of heard about this thing called meditation which might help and so from the age of kind of 12 I started meditating 30 60 minutes a day and it really you know I don't shake now which is which is amazing and by all rights I should and so I really got into meditation in a big way Uh, Later on, I got into breathwork as well, which is, you know, is a brilliant way to quickly transform your physiological state, Mm. um, favoured by elite athletes and the military. And uh, and in my 20s, I suffered from depression. And like many, or I would potentially argue most men, I kept very quiet about it, Mm. you know, suffered with that for a long time until I was fortunate enough to be cured of it through clinical hypnotism so these kind of things you know meditation breath work uh self-hypnosis uh keep me mentally fit yeah and i use them every day and i love it and i'm in a great place um but i noticed that a lot of my mates my peers who are outwardly successful they'll go down the gym you know be quite proud of pumping iron Mm -hmm. and stuff but talk to them about looking after their mental fitness yeah and they kind of stared into their pints and yeah. wanted to know what time the football is that what what I mean, because,
1: you know, uh, at an happy birthday, of course, at 50 50 years <laughs> old, um, is that what it's like when you talk to 50-year-old mates? Because obviously I'm, I'm yeah, 42, so, I've got 30-year-old mates, and I think probably it's a little bit different, but still a challenge. What is it like when you actually talk to another 50-year-old about the mental health? Is that what happens, staring Well, it point? just doesn't
2: happen. At all. So I just don't think it happens. Not in my peer group, no. Um, no i don't think it does and that that is an issue so it's interesting because you know i'm a tv producer by trade who's become by launching so what what you know what we have launched is a is an app called metal m-e-t-t-l-e so like uh, metal as in resilience. a person's ability that's right to cope with difficulty resilience giving them all these three things meditation hypnosis and breathwork in order that they can be mentally fit and you know, changing the kind of narrative around that. But but, you know, what I noticed in my mates is that we weren't talking about it. Yeah. And and interestingly, I've become a sort of or, you know, by 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 kind of dint of doing this, a mental health spokesperson. Yeah. So we're doing this podcast and we're talking about mental health. here. but I'm not an expert in mental health. And, you know, one of my best mates only found out that I had depression when I was mates with him in my 20s. Through reading about it in the Times <laughs> like something... a couple of weeks ago, yeah, when we did a, when we did an but
1: you know, you laugh, but I know it's what we do. But it's kind of it's kind of sad, isn't it? It is in sad. a way. Yeah, if, we, yeah. if we're it honest about it, you know we. We look back and you think it's actually it is quite sad. There's one of your best friends that didn't that's know, right. and I don't say that by any judgment yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, him yeah. at no, all. No, no. I think actually that replicates across most of
0: the. Yeah, But it was me country. who
2: was keeping it from him, wasn't it? I well, think, it's, you
1: know. it's 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 kind of the the environment. I mean, it's like yeah. if you put people in a certain environment with a certain expectation of behaviour, then you see a certain outcome. And I think, you know, I'd really like to talk about this kind of situation yeah. because I think toxic masculinity is something that's talked about a lot. We'll come on to that probably a little bit more. Yeah. In, in time, but if you look at the landscape of masculinity, yeah. it's really interesting that, that this situation exists where you have this stark difference between how men will approach and talk about mental health and, uh, uh, and women will approach and talk about it. And we're gonna really talk further about those yeah. differences in part two. But for a moment, we just think about this scenario. How and why have we got to a situation where you know a group of people, men, won't talk about something, which they all have, but don't feel comfortable enough perhaps to have the conversations yeah. that really matter. And it's part of it is yes, fine about opening up when you're struggling about things say say depression and so mm. on. But also mm. another big part of it is just how we kind of like how we, you know, present ourselves in the world and how we present ourselves right. in our friendships. So, you know, and how we identify as well. You know, we've got these issues at the moment where, you know, there's certain names in the media that are talked about in terms of toxic masculinity and and so on, and negative role models for young people. If we don't have a way of talking about this and and, and an identification or process where men can feel they can identify, you know, as masculine, but in a healthy way, then you're going to have situations where topics aren't discussed that should be like stuff like if you're struggling you also have situations where men don't really know what it means to be a man and perhaps even you'll end up in situations that are really toxic where behaviors and traits and attitudes say towards women or society become very negative or dangerous don't they yeah absolutely if we think then backwards yeah what is it do you think from your experience the research that's been done with metal which you've done over many years now leading up to the point of the launch of this app Uh, But also more broadly, you know, what you've heard from working with people like, you know, Paul McKenna and also our psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Ian Jordan things, and your own experience. Why are we in this state
2: where we are right now? What do you think? So I come at this, so, you know, I cannot help but be, you know, a TV producer, I guess, you know, is what I've come from. So I look at this thing and I'm like, okay, well, here we are. We are in a position where there's a male mental health crisis, which is very widely publicized now. Terrible kind of statistics around suicide. Uh, Big message about men needing to talk, yeah, which I wholeheartedly agree with and support. Uh, However, asking or telling men to talk does not change behavior quickly. And so as a TV producer, I thought, okay, well, look, could we offer something that, you know, In this case, it's an app that gives men a toolkit for their minds, which doesn't require them to talk, you know, but through doing using these processes that we're we're including will in any way affect their mental health positively, hopefully. Um, But, you know, why is it in the first place that men don't like talking? Well, they've been told through millennia that they've got to be tough and, you know, they've got to be the provider and they've got to be the strength in the family and all these kind of things. And and uh, and that's generational, that's multi, multi, multi generation. You could argue back to the cave, you know, and it's kind of it's going to take time to change those things. And it's the right message. And I really applaud um, people like Calm and Movember who kind of give men tools of how to talk to their friends, because that's really, really, really helpful. Mm. You know, so well, can you, you know, use tools to kind of speak to your friends? But, you know, it's kind of we, we're in a place where there's been a lot of change for men over the past couple of years and it's all been really positive overall which is you know that you know addressing some of the gender balance you know recalibrating kind of work life post-covid um the me too movement all of these things really positive movements but for uh, some men it's left them feeling well what am i what is my place in the world now what am i supposed to be what am i supposed to do and in that vacuum if you like there has been toxic masculinity voices coming in and saying well this is what you're meant to do we've been working with the co-founders of Movember and you know something they're saying is that they've seen evidence that if that vacuum is not filled by positive masculinity then we risk breeding a new generation of men who want to take revenge or it's 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 one of those it's such a good point though it's kind of like the
1: idea isn't it is that um I think that I think in, in many levels. I think many men and young boys feel a deep sense of sadness, and I think probably secondary shame at some of the behaviours of men over generations. In many ways, that we look at the past and think of how humans used to treat each other. I think a lot of men do genuinely feel like. Gosh, like, is that what we, is this how we behave? Is this the inequality that exists and all this kind of thing? But part of solving that must be elevating people, elevating women, and elevating those things. That's right. But also providing healthy ways in which men to grow, young boys and young men can grow into men that don't mean they're ashamed to be something they are. Like you're born no, as a man right. or right. whatever, and you want that's to be a man. Right. That we've got to give people a place to go to be proud of. That's because right. actually, you know, everyone listening, I'm certain, all of you, the Stompers, are listening. Many of you yeah. will be women, yeah. as well as men. You'll all have men in your life and boys that you love, right? Yes. There will be. There's yeah. a brother, a colleague, or a partner, or father, uncle, whatever it is. You'll have men that you love, and you want them to grow up feeling proud of who they are. Yeah. But then to grow up feeling proud of who they are, they need good role models and i think one of the biggest things for me i think is that we need to give a clear light and a shining um direction or whatever of the route towards that for young people growing what does it mean to be a man what does masculinity mean in a positive sense because actually masculinity isn't a bad thing it's important to be resilient and to be to have strength masculinity can also mean you know um sharing vulnerability of, of sadness, sharing your emotions. Mm. I think it's a huge mm. strength in sharing uh, uh, emotions. And it's masculinity can mean taking female, female leadership, for example. So it's that's almost right. like we need to redefine a little bit of some of the things within masculinity that we don't think have been, well, helpful in many ways can even be toxic. But yeah. do so in a positive way. I think that's so, so important for young men growing up to feel that they have a purpose and a place in the world, that they're not burdened all the time with absolutely.
2: some of the past. That, absolutely. I 100% agree. Uh, and that is a problem at the moment. We, we know that. And as I say, what we're trying to do is kind of introduce tools to help men become better. But, you know, be- we've launched an app for men, which we hope will become a movement. You know, we want to create a community and help men define what it is to be a positive role model in this world. Eventually, but you know, we always say that better men is a better world, That's yeah. So it's not an app just for men. In fact, the most enthusiastic uh, people Advocates, that I've spoken to yeah. about it are, are, are often and women. My, and my DMs have yeah. been so yeah. many yeah. mums, wives, like really, what, well, yeah. Uh,
1: sisters saying, oh my gosh, this is going to be great for my, for my brother yeah. or my friend or whatever. Being really, really seeing the positive yeah. part of this. and Actually, other important thing to say is actually, metal really is for everyone, anyone can use it. That's the right. reason yeah. that we yeah. focus so much on metal being for men is because we know, and we're going to come onto this in part two, mm. we know that men's mental health is different. That's and men's right. mental fitness therefore yeah. Is also different. You have yeah. to approach things differently. You have to, otherwise, you won't engage men. So, so let's go back to the story of things. Then, so you yeah. decided you wanted to 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 kind of tackle this because partly because your experiences in yeah. life and experiences of depression, looking around in your friendship groups and thinking those things. So, obviously, we met on a Zoom call, but there's been a lot That's of work right. before then. So, yeah. what what happened next, I guess, with Meta? Why did you decide that this was part of the answer?
2: Well. For me, I was using all these tools, as I say, that were keeping me in good mental health, but my mates weren't. And I just thought, well, there's this disconnect here. And part of that is language. So we interviewed like hundreds of men to find out, well, you know, there's already these tools out there, meditation, breath work, and I just, why aren't you using something, you know, like one of the well-known apps that's already out there? And, and, you know, we had three answers come back, only three from like 200 men which was, you know, too female, too hippie-ish, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm. Yeah, so that same vulnerability really that I was yeah. seeing in my mates who, are so, who you know, don't want to engage, or myself, you know, myself uh, with their mental health because, um, and we should talk about this, about how mental health is always viewed negatively. Whereas physical health, you think of it as positive, mental it's health is sort of negative, yeah. isn't it? And that's, that's sort of wrong. Um, but it's kind of like, okay, what else is what's making them feel vulnerable so they don't use these tools? Because if you look at the numbers, like, you know, we were looking at the app store, there's like 20,000 wellness apps out there, not one that was built for men. Uh, and it's like, well, well wait a minute, because the stats show they're the ones who need it most, because they're in the grip <laughs> the of this. Irony, the irony. Yeah, the, the irony. Step, yeah, yeah, so the why aren't they using knees, them? Yeah? Well, they're using them because they don't feel comfortable, they feel vulnerable. And men hate feeling vulnerable because, again, it, it threatens hmm. that what it is to be a man, which is mm. to be, inverted commas, strong, or sure, what told to be sure. a, a man. What they believe strength yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What you believe that strength and not, is. Although not it's a lot harder, them, of course, yeah. to be vulnerable yeah. than yeah. it is to and be a a we're not, to, we're not demonizing,
1: because the biggest things here, and we should say this, is that, yeah you know, society craves men to speak but trains them to be silent. And I think that's really important. I think I don't don't believe vastly there are huge differences between men and women in terms of, like, women can speak about emotions, men can't. I don't believe that. I believe it's the the culturing of society. The big boys don't cry. All the harmful things you hear as a child. Man up, grow up. Toughen up, don't cry, what's yeah. wrong with you? Get yeah. on with it. If yeah. you have that all of your childhood, what yeah. do you think is going to happen when you grow up? Yeah, so right. I think this, the culturing of society is the, is the biggest part of that. So, so,
2: so yeah, so uh, back yeah, to I, that. So I agree. So, you know, but that cultural change, and this is my sort of point, that cultural change is going to take time. So my thought is well, I'm a TV producer, I know how to kind of communicate ideas and get yeah. people to come to them. Yeah. And in T V my passion has always been for the shows that we've made, whether at Betty's like The Undatables or Shows that are Boundless, like Sixty Days on the Streets. So yeah, mm. they're kind of big, noisy ideas, but they're based on a really important subject matter. You know, and the Undatables is disability, Sixty Days on the Streets so is around homelessness. You know, difficult subjects, but we make them mainstream. It's like, well, you know, by removing barriers mm. to entry, you know, the Undatables is a it's a dating show, yeah, biggest genre in the world, hence everybody likes dating shows, watch it you know we put Ed Stafford on a, on a homeless show. he's a survivalist, Everyone who likes Ed Stafford and survival shows mm. came and watched it, and that was a huge hit and it's like, okay well, what do we need to do here? We can't make cultural change mm. overnight, mm. so let's remove the barriers to entry, so as I say, you know that is feeling vulnerable, so what's making them feel vulnerable where well, they see those tools as not for them they're for. They're for women, mm. firstly. So, yeah. okay, well, we create something that's just for men. And actually, the science shows the gender-specific mental health interventions work better for men. So that's important. And that's so, evidence-based,
1: we know that. Yeah, that that's right. that is actually evidence-based. That's that, that right. That men, and we, we will go this into a deeper sense in part two, but men will engage with gender-specific male mental health. And, and that is an absolute fact. And I've seen it also in my work, and ambassador work, is that actually, if you have a... If you have a health, mental health clinic above a doorway in a white white coat, white kind of, you know what I mean, kind of clinical place, men won't go. We know yeah. that from stats. Yeah. If you have, and this I'm deliberately being here an extreme example on polar, but it is a real example from the south coast. Um, uh, uh, it's called the Shed, the charity, um, and they um, actually build things DIY. They build. They look at the community, go, what's needed? Um, we need to build a new park bench, whatever. So men go there, they build the benches, and they do. They they kind of talk about mental health through their building construction. They have therapy that attached alongside it. And it's great because 50-year-old men, 60-year-old men love it. They go and build stuff. They're being, that's right. they're contributing to society. They feel strong. They feel empowered. They're doing something positive. And through that medium, they're talking about mental health. They turn up and they engage, and the results are amazing. Yeah. Right? It saves lives. So yeah. those are extreme examples, but they do actually really bring to life that point that the how is
2: really important, isn't it? You've got to go to people where they are, not where you want them to yes, be. Yes, fantastic. So as I say, that's kind of why fantastic. I refer to kind of you know being a tv producer because that's what you have to do otherwise the audience don't turn up yeah you know i mean you know so, this so this is the thing you know why did i do it well because i felt i had the skills to communicate these ideas and to and and to remove the barriers in order that people can experience you know some of the great things that i have through through using them yeah and hopefully we make a difference
1: Do you think that, um, so in the thought of kind of thinking about masculinity then and yeah. addressing it, do you think that through metal? through the, so you know, fundamentally through the kind of the mind hacking, so the kind of recalibration of the approach to yeah. your own mental health, the, the kind of viewpoint, the way you look out on the world, that includes ideas around masculinity and so on, because that all ties into your kind of negative train or positive train of thoughts, your sleep work, your, you know, the breath work, all these things. Do you think, and from what you've seen so far, mm. um, it's launched in November, do you think that's gonna help with masculinity and identification and understanding what it is to be a man? Do you think that will help with that metal?
2: I hope so. What we know so far, because we've only just launched, is the the theory that by removing those barriers, so too female, okay, it's just for men, too hippie-ish, all right, well we look completely straight talking, science back. The guys on the platform are just incredibly relatable, and there's nothing wrong with me. Well we're sort of outcome focused with mental fitness. fitness, That we're that we're getting people who are happy to to use these sources, they weren't before. and So, what we're hearing is we've heard like testimonials from people I never thought I would meditate in my life until I heard chips, who's our meditation teacher, yeah. and I'm doing it every day. Or, uh, I've been investigated for cancer, and a really tough time. Uh, I'm using metal and it's really, really helping me be positive. I never, why hasn't somebody done this before? Well, the truth is, people have done it before, yeah. it just wasn't branded in the right way. So, yeah. so you ironically, have to give men. Yeah permission yeah. and tools it's really to look interesting after their mental health. There's no good just giving them the tools, you have to give them the permission to enter the space and that's what we're doing.
1: So really, in a way, it's tackling some of the toxic elements by showing the how. Like you're, By showing this is what's possible, we can untangle that. And the hope is that when people have been using metal yes. for a period of time, yeah. actually a lot of those ideas, it's too female, or it's too hippiness. All these things will drop away because then you go, well actually, it's not, f- it's not actually about gender, whether you meditate or not. It's completely mm. irrelevant. It's not hippie-ish at all, and if it is, that's fine, whatever you want to think of it, but it, it, it works, that's, that's the right, point, yeah, isn't it? So, a, so in a, a way, by showing, actually, yeah. that it works, you might actually be able to tackle some of those misconceptions. That's right. But, you've got, but the only way you can do that is have the men at the table. That's, that's the right. challenge, is if they're Abs- not at the table, absolutely. if they're not at
2: the table, we can't change the way that they no. see it. It's the difference between telling and doing. You know, it's fine telling men something, but you want them doing something. and. And, and you know what we do know is, by using these tools, yeah, they're going to have, hopefully, you know, a multitude of benefits. Whether that's kind of being more confident, you know. So, I used the tools before I came here. So, I, you know, this morning I did my breath work, my intentional morning mm. breath work, mm. which gets me in a really good yeah. headspace. You know, as soon as I get out of bed, who, who's not sluggish when they get out of yeah. bed? Yeah. You know, not need to be anything wrong with you. It's about going from good to great as yeah, well. Sure, sure. Um, you know and then before i came here i used a kind of uh a confidence booster because you know i'm normally behind the camera or behind the microphone not in front of it you know that's my well, you're kind of fantastic zone. job so. thank you and so you know so i use those but i've used those tools for a long time yeah uh, but by just giving getting men to do things then they'll feel more comfortable in themselves they'll feel you know so you know just came back to this toxic masculinity or whatever you want to call it you know anger has traditionally been the only allowable emotion for a man to express so
1: true you know that's so it's kind of so like so true. if you you know dash. That, that's so true
2: it's kind of like well that needs to change
1: yeah and i've struggled Gosh, with that's anger so
2: true. myself you know I've it's been the angry only one because,
1: that ironically even though it's actually not seen as acceptable it's kind of the only that's right. acceptable unacceptable emotion that
2: yeah <laughs> it's is. Though, it's it is both acceptable and unacceptable at the same though, time it? but it's what as men Traditionally, you Well, that's if you're upset about something, you don't show you're upset. You get angry, and you deflect. You keep everybody out. And, and that you know, I've relationships, there. everything. Yeah, isn't I've, it? I've, you know, I've, I've suffered from that, and you know, and through my wife forcing me to kind of take that on, you know, I've, I've worked on that, and hopefully that's got better because you know. But that's but what that what's that hiding? It's hiding pain and fear and vulnerability. Yeah, so it's kind of like I, you know, even though this is not. I don't think there's any room in the app for kind of hippie if you like, because that is something that puts people off. I'm a bit of a hippie. yeah. So, you know, I've studied meditation. Yeah. I've spent years studying it, yeah. like, in India That's and the Thailand. I feel like you would probably say, actually, you love
1: that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so
2: I, I am, I, I'm a self-confessed hippie, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you look at the roots of meditation, just to kind of go down that route, the roots of meditation are, you know, in India... 5,000 years ago or whatever it was, yeah, you know, spiritually, and, yeah. and, and it's like, you know, if you look at the Buddha who taught meditation, who, you know, he was there, you know, and in a religion where people were worshipping lots and lots of gods, he said, look, actually, we don't need all that. Let's just focus on this one thing. Just do this one thing. Yeah, don't worry about everything. Just do this one yeah. thing. Yeah. And then things will unfold yeah. and things will happen as a result of doing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, you know, part of the theory of that. So we You know, by doing those things, change happens. Yeah, and we know that, and we've got evidence to show Mm -hmm. it. And that's where it kind of comes into the modern world. It's been done for such a long time, a huge huge amount of of
1: success. And the point is that by reframing your thoughts, your approach, your calm, your centering, the way that you view the world, everything else follows on from it. I I keep going back to this fact, but. Optimists live longer than pessimists because the choices they make as an optimist align with the choices an optimist would make. Pessimistic yeah. choices will align with pessimistic outlooks. That's so, right. like if you can reframe your know, starting point in the morning, you, you know, get up as part of my morning. You, you use the me- use metal in the morning. Do either as breathwork or centering, whatever you want to do in the morning to get yourself in the right mood. You then approach the day completely different. Everything mm. you do, the way you deal with challenges, the way you That's view right. your day is differently. And so it's, yeah. so it's often doing like is the little. Things, isn't it? It's the small yeah. things that, yeah. you know. I, I uh, way I would describe it is that if you think here we're standing here, right, and we, we're walking along right now, right? If we yeah. need to go one degree to the left or one yeah. degree to the right, if we walk for twenty miles, we're going right. to end up in a very different place. Yeah, that's right. Completely different place. Absolutely. And there's only degrees difference Absolutely. Right. So if it makes a degree difference, that's a difference that's between being right. twenty miles in the right direction and twenty miles in the wrong direction. Yeah.
2: And that's kind of what sports psychologists use as well. I'm really a big believer in that. You know. I can't remember the name of the guy who who took on the cycling team, uh the British cycling team, I don't know whether you can, but at the time he took them over, the bicycle manufacturers would not sell bikes to the British cycling team. Because they didn't want a bad reputation, because they were so bad, and it was kind of like (laughs) they couldn't even buy bikes, yeah. Um, uh, Oh God, that's uh, bad. They didn't want to be associated with them. And he kind of worked on incremental gains, you know. So he went round to their house and looked at their mattresses and the pillows that he slept on, everything, yeah. Yeah. What are the colours of their rooms, you know, for better sleep. And took everything on. It's about those kind of incremental gains, And, and you're right by doing those things every day. So I, I built an app for myself, basically because I'm selfish like, of you. No, no, well, <laughs> it's really selfish. And you know, it's kind of like, but, but they say as a founder, because being a founder is it's quite difficult. You know, it's like you're putting a lot on the line and, and you've got to be passionate about it. You've got to believe in it. And, um, and you know, part of that is having a founder's pain point. And my pain point is, hey, look, there's loads of people out there in the world who could really, really benefit from these tools. But equally, I want an app which has got everything in one place, yeah? So when I get up in the morning, because I'm a founder, I'm, I've got a thousand things immediately come into my mind. Yeah, I've got to do this, got to do that. So out the Android first and short out the paywall, blah, 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 whatever it is, speak to marketing. Yeah, then I do my, then I use metal and I use some of the techniques on there and I'm just in a better place to go into the day. I'm kind of calmer and, you know, I've, I've, ba- I've rebalanced myself. So well, I think, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that's the idea basically.
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's the, journey ha- the journey even so far has been incredible, um, you know, and, and I think, I, d- I do genuinely believe that's, well, I wouldn't have put my money where my mouth was, actually, to so invest right. in it and also my time and my energy and everything into this if I didn't think it, it could make a difference. But I think we have to be realistic, you know, to come to the end of part one and think about our, what we were talking about as yeah. this kind of masculinity and the idea of that, is we have to be realistic about where we are right now. We need to look at the future and think about our interventions to change that and have young people that grow up that that actually are really emotionally uh, uh, literate and all these things, but we have to also meet a need of people right now. And Metal, I believe, will do both. It will evolve with the future and young people coming up, but it also will meet needs of men. Right now, I agree. Right, so let's uh, end part one there. It's been fantastic so far. I hope you know you all enjoy this conversation. If you haven't already, please do make sure you download Metal. You can download it for free. Check it out. Subscribe. Please do send it to you know. If everyone listens to this, which you know we know there's a lot of people stomping with us now. If all of you can send this to one man in your life, think of the difference that could make. Right? Imagine that. If everyone Amazing, listening yeah. sends it to one person, absolutely. Think of that difference. So please do. You know we believe firmly, firmly. Going to make a massive difference the yeah. lives of men
2: we want to hear from people we want to hear from Feedback. the men that use it so let us know make it better what do you want what do you want to see in there yeah. what will help you let us know
1: yeah and we keep and it will develop it will evolve it will grow and it will change with time as well like metal's here for a long time so as time goes on we will evolve with the climate and with what men need ultimately mean, right yeah see you all I'm guys sure. see you guys and uh, guys and girls and everyone we'll see you in part two goodbye if you're looking for more mental fitness content check out my book the mind manual mental fitness tools for everyone and a better day and a better day journal for children and if you have a man in your life or indeed if you're a man listening to this make sure you check out metal the app m-e-t-t-l-e mental fitness tools that are designed for men download now